Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Alrighty, so I think, it, are we in, is this, uh, is this June or July? I think, I mean, it has to be because we're getting a budget deal up in Raleigh, so it's got to be still summer. Um, we've got, uh, well, I guess technically it is summer because some fall doesn't begin until uh, 21, uh, yeah, September 21st, right? So uh, the Senate, the North Carolina Senate has apparently maybe kind of come up with a strategy to get us to become Las Vegas. Um, This is apparently uh, a high priority for Senate Leader Phil Berger, the president pro tem, um, most powerfulest man in the state, politician, I should say, in the state. Uh, Apparently really, 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 really wants North Carolina to be Las Vegas and uh, is willing to uh, attach all sorts of other things to this enabling legislation uh, and try to ram it through the House and the Senate um, and across the governor's desk, despite the fact that he doesn't have a majority of Republicans that are in favor of it, and he doesn't have apparently now any Democrats that are in favor of it, and the governor has not expressed uh, support for it, but he's still looking for a way. Carolina Journal, in a piece by Alex Baltzigar, Baltzigar, yeah, um, Republican leaders have confirmed a new strategy that is expected to get Senate leader Phil Berger the casinos he wants. The strategy includes a plan to expand Medicaid and legalize casinos in the same bill. So, you may recall, some time ago, Phil Berger... And uh, Tim Moore, Speaker of the House, uh, they uh, made a big announcement to do the thing that all of the Republicans that put them in power have been clamoring for them to do, which is to expand Medicaid and give Roy Cooper, a.k.a. my good friend Ray. And by the way, somebody asked me, why do I keep calling him that? It's because that's what Hillary Clinton called him when she was campaigning through the state. She thanked him, you know, my good friend Ray Cooper. Uh-huh. Your your really good friend Ray Cooper, is that right? His name is Roy, but okay. And then Kamala Harris just did it a little while ago, a couple months back. So, uh, apparently people like to call him Ray. His good friends call him Ray. Anyway, um you'll recall that uh, Moore and Berger and Cooper, uh they did a big kumbaya press conference celebrating the expansion of Medicaid, but they tied it to passage of the budget. And uh, I remember being attacked by members of Berger's crew on the Twitter machine, along with other conservatives who were like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Why are you why are you doing this Medicaid expansion? And we were told, shut up, you idiots. You don't understand how uh, legislation is done. You don't do anything. You just run your mouth or in the uh, case of the John Locke Foundation, uh, you just write white papers 
Uh, so you can kindly take a seat while the adults actually get stuff done. And uh, getting something done is the expansion of Medicaid. See, they use people like me and the John Locke Foundation who believe in the things that we are saying, and they will use us as meat shields, basically, uh, to take the incoming fire. Not that they don't take fire, too, but uh, they will use us and our defense on a particular issue, our, uh, uh, our you know, ability to debate people, our willingness to walk towards the fight and have those arguments with the Moonbat Brigade of the leftists. Like, we do those things, but, oh, yeah, we'll totally sell you out if some other deal comes up. And it didn't make any sense as to why they were doing this deal and we were told at the time that the reason why this is such a good idea is because we are gobbling up all of that sweet sweet federal money and um and they'll never run out of it right obviously what are we 333 trillion now i think is what our debt is yeah um and that's not even counting the unfunded liabilities but uh we were told we got to we got to get the sweet federal cash and we get the signing bonus um but also, we're tying it to passage of the budget. And so we're going to stick a bunch of stuff in there, and Roy Cooper's going to have to sign it into law, because check out how smart we are, everybody. You just don't understand it, Pete. You're an idiot. Oh, all right. So you're going to leverage Medicaid expansion, the largest growth of a government program in North Carolina's history, going to be done by Republicans. Okay, and you're going to do that in order to get what exactly? To to ring out a ray what? What exactly? Support for school vouchers or something? He doesn't have a line item veto. So okay, you're going to you're going to try to block him from vetoing the state budget. Which by the way, he will then take credit for. You realize that, right? He will take credit for getting Medicaid expansion done. He's going to take credit for teacher pay raises. He's going to take credit for all of the stuff in the budget that he wants to. And the media, by the way, will allow him to do so, right? He'll take credit for all the stuff in the budget he likes, and he'll continue to harass and uh, and attack you guys for the stuff in the budget that he doesn't. Okay, so that's your play. Okay, I was willing to uh, to accept that as the argument. I don't agree, by the way, with the tactic. I don't agree with the expansion of Medicaid. But at least I understood your argument. But now, apparently, that argument was crapola. Because now you're severing it, the Medicaid expansion, from the budget. You're severing it from the budget, and you're attaching it to what? The expansion of not just casinos, but video poker in North Carolina. Huh. Well, that's a little bit different, don't you think? So tell me, when you guys were expanding Medicaid, I am curious, when the idea came along to expand Medicaid, lo those many months ago, and you said we're going to cram it into the budget, was the plan already afoot to put this into the budget, to put the video poker and casinos into the budget? By the way, you know where one of the, uh, you know where one of the casinos is set to be located, right? Is Rockingham County. That's where Phil Berger's from. It's also right across the border from Danville, Virginia. They opened up a casino there. And we're to believe that that's the reason why we're trying to keep all of those uh, those entertainment dollars in North Carolina. So stop people from going over the border to gamble in Danville. So if we just build a casino in Rockingham, okay? 
Do you know who's on the Rockingham County Commission? Kevin Berger. I'm sure it is a complete coincidence. By the way, this is what this is what one of the rumors was the other day. Remember we were talking about with uh, Chad Adams, we were talking about various rumors as to what's going on up in uh, uh, Raleigh surrounding this this budget impasse that is apparently being held up because Phil Berger really, really, really wants the casino question and the video poker question put into the budget. So was that the plan all along? You put Medicaid expansion in there in order to get the Democrats to sign on to the casino portions and the video poker portions, the gambling portions. Was that the idea? You 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 shoehorn that stuff in, knowing that Democrats want Medicaid expansion and knowing that a bunch of Republicans are not going to be on board with you on your um, on your gambling expansion. So you hope to peel away some Democrat votes. I don't see how this thing gets done. Just from what I've been reading, I have no inside track on any of this. But from what I've been what, what I've been reading and what I've been seeing and hearing people say, I don't know how they get the votes here. And if they do, shady, shady. So let's go to uh, back to the piece here. Carolina Journal. The Senate's expected to pass both the budget and the new Medicaid slash casinos bill with ease. That's over in the Senate. That's Phil Berger's chamber, and he's putting the screws to his members. Now the casinos will not uh, not be included in the budget. The House is also expected to pass the state budget with at least a supermajority margin. So they need 72 votes over there. So because the... um, The casinos are not in the budget because that's been the holdup. The Senate... Phil Berger has been able to get enough votes in the Senate. The House Freedom Caucus, they've been they've said no. The you got conservative members of the House uh, Republican majority, they are not on board with this. So Tim Moore has been saying, "I can't deliver you the House votes. I can't get you to the supermajority 72." And now, if you're going to take Medicaid expansion out of the budget and pair it with the casino bill... So, like, the play here is obvious, right? You're using the Medicaid expansion in order to get Democrats to vote for it. That's the idea, that you can't get enough... I mean, think about this, too. Think about this. You think that if you're going to pair Medicaid with casinos, that you're going to keep Republican votes? The only reason Republicans were ostensibly going to go along with the Medicaid expansion in the first place was because they wanted the budget. You use the budget to leverage their support for the Medicaid expansion. Now you're going to take that away, pair it with casinos, and you think the people that were opposed to Medicaid expansion are also going to be in support of casinos? And they're going to be like, okay, yes, now I'll support Medicaid expansion because I really want casinos and video poker? Yeah, this this is weird. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply, food, water purifiers, lighting, 
tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? All right, so the Senate gambling on the House to get casinos in North Carolina. This is from Carolina Journal. Uh, Last week, House Speaker Tim Moore announced that he would not bring a budget to his members on the House side that included casinos because his Republican colleagues did not have at least 61 votes on their own, in spite of which is half. That's what he said. Like, he doesn't bring forward anything unless he got he has 50% plus one. He's got a majority of his caucus on board. That's that's one of the rules they go by. He's not going to bring bills that more than half of his caucus doesn't support. And the, and more than half his caucus doesn't support it. With the casino and for a while like when this was getting held up and because uh, they originally were supposed to have passed the budget, you know, I don't know, 2 months ago. And then we kept hearing about different things that were holding up the process and what could it possibly be about? They're hammering out the details and all of this. And then lo and behold, it turns out it's about casinos and how over on the Senate side, they're trying to get these four casinos, one for the Lumbee tribe, three others elsewhere, and, and, and video poker. They're trying to get all of this stuff uh, enabled with enabling legislation in the state. And over on the House side, there are a bunch of Republicans that are saying, no, they're not on board. And so that's what Tim Moore and Phil Berger and the budget negotiators on both sides have been trying to hammer out, obviously, for the last two months. That's what we've been waiting on. Meanwhile, you've got Democrats in the media, but I repeat myself, attacking the Republicans nonstop for not having a budget, teachers not getting pay raises, people dying from Medicaid expansion not being done, so that you're just... You're under constant assault over this for casinos and video poker. This is a this is a pretty steep price because I'm also putting in the ledger Medicaid expansion because now it seems pretty clear to me that Medicaid expansion was the sweetener used and contemplated months ago before anybody even caught a whiff of video poker. That's what this looks like. And and we had people going to the mat telling us why Medicaid expansion was such a great deal and we need to take advantage of this and the economics of it has changed and the polling has changed and get the sweet federal money when maybe it was actually all about putting a sweetener in there to make sure the casinos and the video poker passed. Is that what happened? The bill specifies one casino will be given to the Lumbee tribe along with three other casinos in three additional counties. The other three are expected to go in Rockingham, Nash, and Anson counties. The casino bill puts several stipulations on the businesses chosen to build the casinos and develop in each district. Create at least 1,750 jobs. Invest at least... 500 million of their own money to develop each district, need local government approval, have 10 years of experience running casinos, 
have 10 years of experience in developing and operating mixed-use, non-gaming-related real estate projects. On page 18 of the bill, there's also a 22.5% tax on casinos' gross revenue. Not a tax on profit. Gross revenue. Video lottery terminals, or VLTs, are expected to be inserted into the bill as well. They were. And this will now be allowed at gas stations, anywhere the lottery is sold. Video poker, you could put three machines at least in any anywhere lottery tickets are sold. Um, bars and restaurants, if you have an ABC permit, yep, you can have them. It's a massive expansion of gambling, all done behind closed doors. I promise I'm not trying to depress you. I'm not trying to depress you. But you need to be aware of what's going on up in Raleigh with this budget deal. Regardless of where you stand on the budget and everything in that budget, gambling, whether they're casinos or video poker or Medicaid expansion, what is going on from all the reporting and from all of the uh, the back channels that that I have seen and, and read and heard, this is not the way you're supposed to be doing this stuff, guys. And the fact that you are doing it this way, it betrays a remarkable level of hubris and, and arrogance. And uh, you guys, months ago, you dragged a whole bunch of conservatives and limited government types uh, over the coals about why they should just shut up and enjoy their Medicaid expansion that you're going to give it to them good and hard. And it's going to be tied to the budget. And if you can't figure out how we're going to use this in order to squeeze Democrats to get them to approve stuff, well, then you're an idiot and let the adults run the show here up in Raleigh. And now it turns out that what that all was apparently about was about ramming through casinos and video poker. That's what the Medicaid expansion was supposed to entice Democrats to vote for. Yes, there were some other things in the budget that they're not going to be happy with, an expansion of the school vouchers, for example. I'm a supporter of that. Right? There's a lot of stuff in the budget that I like. These are Republicans that are drawing up the budget. And generally speaking, I agree with them on fiscal matters way more than I agree with Democrats. Way more. But when you use Medicaid expansion as this leverage, as this sweetener, in order to get Governor Cooper not to veto your budget, and, oh, shut up, Pete, you don't understand. This is going to make Cooper sign off on our budget, and we're going to get all this stuff that we want, and these are going to be really big Republican conservative victories. Yay, yay, yay. Oh, except it's actually, no, it's actually about casinos. And one of which is in Rockingham county and that's where phil berger is from and travis fain and you know my opinion of travis fain but this deal smells so bad that now i've got to read travis fain <laughs> w-r-a-l when sharon ellis heard rumors that a casino might be built down the highway from her home in rockingham county she called the county's planning and zoning office quote they were very kind on the phone but he did kind of laugh he said people can stir up quite the rumors in the county that was the first week of july the next week she called the county commissioners asked the same question but they were vague 
They told her that a 192-acre plot that was up for rezoning would be the biggest project in county history, but they could not give any details. They called it an economic development project. And then they said, well, casinos are illegal in North Carolina. What was happening behind the scenes suggests the key details of the legislative plan to legalize commercial casinos in North Carolina was already known to some, perhaps including the son of Phil Berger. Zoning inquiries by a national casino developer and a little-noticed county rule change came before the Rockingham Casino effort. Sorry, came before the Rockingham Casino effort was public knowledge. Poorly written sentence. I mean, for broadcasting. So what is it saying? What is he saying? People knew this deal was in the works. They went to Rockingham County officials, and they got some rule changes before anybody knew anything about these casinos. Shifting explanations from Rockingham County leadership about the change raise questions about who knew what and when as county residents and rank-and-file lawmakers at the Statehouse complain about transparency. I will say it again, people. Democrats, Democrats, all you have to be is not crazy. That's it. Just don't be crazy. And if you don't be crazy, you guys have a real shot to break this kind of system up, this kind of political machinery. You really do. But you just can't quit the crazy. That is my, that is my lament for you. Uh, Closed-door talks on the issue date back to at least the spring. To the spring. Um, Let me see. Jump ahead here. I'm going to run out of time, I suspect, as I always do. All five Rockingham County commissioners, including Phil Berger's son named Kevin Berger, either declined to speak with WRAL News about the rezoning votes or did not return messages. I'm not going to go into the details. I'm skipping over, like, the details of the rezoning vote and what it did and all that. But it was a June 19th vote. And apparently it came from the county attorney and the county manager. How they knew back in May or June that the rules for the UDO, the Uniform or Unified Development Ordinance, whatever, how they knew that that needed to be changed, that's not clear. The county planning board gave preliminary approval to the amendment a week before the county commissioners finalized it on June uh, June 19th. Planning board member Jim Fink later said that the planning board's chairman, a fellow by the name of Paul Kizanusowicz, I think is how he pronounces that, uh, Paul instructed him before the meeting, don't question the change. Paul Kizanusowicz told WRAL News that he did not recall saying that and that the UDO amendment was not tied to the casino. He says the two were completely unrelated. Now, the county attorney, a fellow by the name of Clyde Albright, responded to questions in writing, but his answers shifted as WRAL News probed how he knew that this amendment was needed, unless county leaders knew that a casino was planned. Yeah. Why, all of a sudden, are you like, hey, you know what? We need to create an amendment here to allow for the exact kind of development that is spelled out in this new law that we've all just gotten to look at. How did you guys know? How did the county attorney and the county manager know that this rule needed to be changed? And then it had to run through 
the zoning board, and then the county commissioners. And then when the county attorney is asked about it, his answers change. Brian Golden, a land use attorney planning a lawsuit to stop this casino project on behalf of local landowners in Rockingham County, said that uh, the text amendment was, quote, absolutely crucial to the casino project. How did you know to do it in June? Because they said, we know what our end goal is. And how do we get there in the most discreet manner? They just did this one-two punch, and they knocked out the community. The UDO text amendment did not set the stage for anything, Knutsiewicz said. I don't know how to break it. Knutsiewicz? There's a lot of vowels in there, but they're all jammed together. And Okay, whatever. Um, Knutsiewicz? Okay, I, I'll give up. Um, Paul is his first name. Exactly when casino proposals got on the local leader's radar is publicly unknown, partly because top state lawmakers have largely discussed the plan in secret. Even rank-and-file General, General Assembly members say they did not see a written proposal until recently. Mm-hmm. Because nobody ever suspected that leadership would try to do something like this over in the Senate side, apparently. So now enter the Cordish company a maryland-based developer it's been one of the plan's biggest corporate supporters company executives began donating to state lawmakers political campaigns in november the company has had lobbyists in north carolina since 2021 but it beefed up that staff this year and added lobbyists with ties to burger including one from the differentiators a consulting firm run by Phil Berger's former chief of staff, Jim Blaine, and Berger's former spokesman, Ray Martin. By the way, Jim Blaine, as well as the governor's guy, Ford Porter, they've both been brought on to sell the bonds for CMS. It was the head of Cordish's Casino Development Division who, through a holding company, asked Rockingham County to rezone land for the project. That request is dated June 9th, three days before the county planning board took up the amendment to the UDO, and 10 days before the county commission finalized that amendment. Look, all I know is what I read in this WRAL piece, and it is WRAL, and it is Travis Fain, but I will tell you, that timing does not seem coincidental. At all. That might be the fastest that a GovCo rezoning process has ever moved in my entire life have I ever seen that might be the fastest example. But maybe that's just how they roll in Rockingham. All right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while. And it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid. And back then, there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year, we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. So, 
what, four months ago, I want to say, three months ago, four months ago, maybe even longer ago than that. On social media, I was getting savaged by a staffer for the Senate President Pro Tem, Phil Berger, uh, a guy by the name of Brent Woodcox. And I, I have not had any, that I recall, any kind of... Uh, uh, animosity towards Mr. Woodcox. He's a lawyer. He's, he works in, uh, on Phil Berger's staff or for the Senate uh, leadership. And uh, in fact, a lot of times uh, I find myself, you know, standing shoulder to shoulder with him in fights against the Moonbat Brigade of the left uh, on social media, on stuff. I find him uh, to be, uh, I find him to be a smart guy and uh, definitely, you know, in the know and, uh, you know, politically astute. But they come out and announce this Medicaid expansion, and people on the right were like, what are you doing? And like, oh, well, we're going to trade it for the Certificate of Need reforms. And in case you don't know, I'm not going to get into the details on this, but Certificate of Need is this antiquated, monopolistic system that North Carolina still operates that, uh, that protects the big hospitals from competitors, new entrants into the marketplace. And... They do this by forcing any new facility to go through an approval process. You know, as if the government is somehow the best arbiter of what the market analysis uh, calls for. Anyway, so in order to repeal some of the CON, they said we had to do Medicaid expansion. This was the deal that we cut. Give Medicaid expansion, give it to the hospitals. And then we get some CON reforms, and you guys, you, you don't understand, you don't know what you're doing, and they started attacking me, and uh, the John Locke Foundation uh, uh, leader, a guy by the name of Donald Bryson, uh, they were going after Chad Adams over this stuff. They were attacking people like us because we were saying, wait a minute, we've been arguing against Medicaid expansion for a decade, since Obamacare, and now you guys are just going to roll over on this? And they're like, you just don't understand, Pete. This is a way that we're going to get the federal money, but we're also going to make sure that we get these other things in the budget. He's going to have to support the budget. Talking about Roy Cooper. He's going to have to sign the budget. Democrats are going to have to sign the budget. We got him over a barrel. We're squeezing him. You don't understand it, Pete. And now, you know what the latest deal is? Because they stuck the casinos and video poker legalization and expansion. They stuck it into the Medicaid or into the budget along with Medicaid expansion. And they got such pushback from their own Republicans that now they're like, okay, how about this? We'll take the casino and video poker stuff. We'll take that out and we'll have it as a standalone bill. Ha <laughs> ha, just kidding, not standalone. We're going to actually attach it to Medicaid expansion. So wait a minute. Now you're using Medicaid expansion as a sweetener for the casinos and video poker for gaming. So that means that it wasn't ever really needed as a sweetener for the budget, right? So I can only assume that when you guys made the announcement for Medicaid expansion, you already knew about gaming expansion. That's what you guys, that was what you were looking at. That's what you were moving on. And you guys did Medicaid expansion first in order to get this. And you knew that if you use Medicaid, you could maybe get some Democrat votes.
Maybe I'm wrong. What do I know? I'm just a little old radio host. I don't move any legislation. I have no influence over anybody or anything. I, I just sit around like the John Locke Foundation, writing white papers and running my mouth, right? They're the ones that get stuff done. They're voting on this probably tomorrow, by the way, up in the legislature in Raleigh. And you know me. I don't ever tell people, make your phone calls, call your lawmakers. I don't ever tell people to do that. I'm a libertarian kind of guy. You know, I'm, I'm not telling you how to live your life, what to do. All I'm saying, they're getting ready to vote on this. And if you like the way that's been going, then you don't have to do anything. If you have some objections as to this process and the way that they've been playing this game, maybe some emails or phone calls might do some good. I don't know. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.